Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what a blessing. Like, what a great blessing. I woke up today, and it was one of those things where it's like, oh, it's okay, right? <laughs> you know, and it's not to justify that everything went perfectly at every given moment, and it all, you know, whatever, right? But I feel like I get the blessing of at least at one moment of every day to feel this sense of like, but you know what? At the end of the day, I have so much to be grateful for. And I can be okay with that. You know, I can be okay that I have so much to be grateful for. And even if there's a lot of things that are hard for me or that are a challenge or are still perpetual and all these things, it doesn't have to deter me from being grateful for the things that are, right? That, that are going to also be perpetual and, you know, those kinds of things. So anyways, I woke up today kind of with this sense of like, you know, I may have had a lot of things to cry about this week, you know, maybe a little bit was because I'm gearing up, coming out of my inner summer, um, into my autumn, into my inner winter. And so naturally when I'm in those phases of my cycle, it becomes pretty clear that it's a consistent pattern there, right? Like it's a consistent pattern that it's, it's way more challenging for me to handle life and everything that has to do with that, right? So, you know, that's like a no-brainer to be expected kind of stuff. Even if at the moment it's still hard, right? It's still hard to do stuff even if you know it's going to be hard, right? Um, but anyways... I just have so much to be grateful for, though. Like, actually, I have so much to be grateful for. Maybe a part of it, um, of my sense of feeling so grateful, is because yesterday I had a wonderful time doing this one thing that's become one of my rituals with my husband um, that just makes it so we just feel so much more united on the same page and just so much more like we actually know each other and we're actually each other's best friends. And, you know, there's a few things that we do that make us feel that way. Um, but this particular one is actually getting to be marriage coached. We have this one session every week that we just have an appointment with kind of like a marriage therapist type of person. Um, uh, like she took her degree in family and marriage and those kinds of things, right? And she's excellent, right? Like, And so basically it helps us so that we can be like, oh, this is what we're trying to do. You know, like it just helps us to turn that light on in a way where it doesn't have to feel like it's coming from one spouse or the other as like some kind of blaming thing or anything like that. But it actually is just this very non-confrontational like, hey, this is something to be you know, mindful of, um, maybe incorporating into your life if you want if you actually are in this ball game of wanting to stay married, you know, wanting to stay married and wanting to not just stay married, but have a wonderful, a great life while being married, right? So that was really cool yesterday to get to talk about some of those things. Uh, we got to the end of one of our courses that kind of goes over, you know, just like the seven, what is it? seven principles that make marriage work. So we went through that course again. It's probably been our third or fourth time now. 
Um, and it was awesome, you know, because we take away something different every time. And one of the things that I took away from it this time, especially the last lesson is always my favorite. It is always my favorite because it just puts everything into perspective of what are we actually doing here? Like it doesn't bring up any old stuff necessarily, old energy stuff to like work on, but it just really brings it home. Like what are your, what is your marriage culture, right? Like what is your union? that you have created here and how is it so like beautifully unique to anything that's ever been created in the world before that you are choosing to keep alive you know there's gardeners in the world right they keep seeds alive right and in some ways it's like we are gardeners in each other's lives to keep each other alive to keep us alive and it's a beautiful opportunity right like why wouldn't I want to learn a little bit more about better methods of watering or or better methods for, you know, creating a microclimate or something like that that's just going to make it even more likely to survive and all of this kind of stuff. You know, a gardener wouldn't think twice about wanting to learn a little bit more to get the product that they're looking for, right? And And I want to be that kind of person when it comes to my marriage too. I want to be that kind of person that remembers that, yeah, I'm, I'm in the business of keeping this alive and not just alive, but beautiful. And maybe even to the point where I could have like, you know, kind of like how a gardener works on, you know, just keeping things alive the first round go. Right. And they get to the point where they get so good at it that they, they, they grow and grow and grow so that they can have a prize, you know, vegetable or whatever that could be prize worthy. Right. So the other people might want to ask them a lot of questions to know how did they do that and what made it the difference for theirs and, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's not to say that I necessarily want to become this, like, poster child marriage person, whatever. But I think either way, it's a beautiful endeavor to do all the things that a prize-winning vegetable gardener would do, right? Regardless if I actually get that prize-winning vegetable, it's not really relevant to me. But I'd still want to know all the tips and tricks and things like that, that that get them on that path and stuff like that. And if it resonates with me, I think that would be beautiful. That would be a wonderful thing to be able to just like learn from others' mistakes and choices and try them out and experiment myself too, right? And that's really what all of this is. It's like whether it's the seven principles that make marriage work or whether it's, you know, we did this emotional needs questionnaire this time around that really made a huge difference in our connection and understanding each other on a deeper level that was a lot less superficial superficial and like guesswork style and a lot more concrete and very accurate style to just acknowledging who we are as individuals and what are our actual needs um, because of who we are and then also being some kind of a person that then says hey what what are your what shows up for you and how can we keep this in mind as we plan our lives together right you know it was just so phenomenal to get to the point where we both like you know go through this process to find out what are our top 10 emotional needs and then also to be like hey so if these are our 10 what would be our top three or what would be our top five right that that mean the most to us when those needs are met we are just completely 
feeling like the whole world is just fine, right? And it was really fascinating because we totally had different ones, right? Um, we had maybe two out of the five, top five that were the same. We both are pretty high on our scale for like honesty. We love honesty and transparency. Um, we both had a pretty high score for wanting um, intimate conversations, right? So that was kind of neat. But then we have our differences too, you know, where I think it was my husband's, his top need is intimate conversations, whereas my, uh, my is, mine is probably a little bit lower, right? Um, whereas my top need was like probably something like recreational companionship, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, and then following his like emotional, his, uh, um, intimate conversations, it's like, oh, he wants to have also like affection, right? And I want to have like, um, probably something like domestic assistance or like family commitment or things like that. Right. And like, he loves like the admiration stuff. Right. And, and like, so it just kind of trickles out a little bit like that. And so I'm just like, oh, this is so lovely. This is so lovely to just feel like we can have this um, bond that just helps us to see our map even better. Because in the Gottman studies, it's all about, hey, this is the um, opportunity you have to create your love maps, right? So understanding each other, um, kind of like what's the blueprint of each other, right? And how can we fit ourselves in to support each other in how we feel loved and all these kinds of things, right? So the emotional needs questionnaire has been so, so, so helpful because it really helps hunker down this perspective of, oh, no big deal. You know, like this, this is a very good concrete way rather than doing all this guesswork stuff when you like, just like have these intimate conversations and just kind of check off the boxes in our heads of like, oh, this is important to them and that kind of stuff. But having this questionnaire <clears throat> made it a lot less vague and a lot more accurate for feeling like, okay, this actually is important, right? Like it's almost like a, um, rather than like doing a hypothesis and just leaving it at that, it's really doing the experiment, it feels like, and, and then finding the conclusion, see if it actually matches the hypothesis, right? So that's where I'm at with that. And I'm so grateful for that. I was super grateful for yesterday's class because um, in doing the last class, they talk about like the major pillars. I think there's four pillars um, that just allow for a couple to feel like they are, you know, going in the right direction, right? <clears throat> so one of my favorite parts of that was just like the question to talk about the symbols, right? Um, and I guess symbols are kind of important to me right now because the way they talk about symbols is just this idea of like basically kind of like what we're learning right now in atomic habits kind of world of, of living and learning is like there's, there's basically different routines that we want to have, right? Whether it's like kind of like habits, right? Um, routines and rituals together. And the symbols are kind of like the cues, are kind of like the cues um, that allow for a couple to see this, this level of like, oh yeah, that is important to us, right? And, you know, like what, what is going to be what, what is ours, you know? And I'm really excited for that because, you know, we're going through this whole success engineering journey. We're setting our goals, setting our habits, setting our, you know, 
um, creating our positive image, you know, self-image and like affirmation stuff and, you know, trying to schedule in when we do all of these things, right? And it was super just uplifting to just go into the context of, oh yeah, like this week was one of those weeks where I just really felt like I need to start creating habits that are centered around some of the targets that my husband has perpetually, right? You know, it wouldn't do any harm to do this like excess amounts in the day, but I, it's taken me however many 13 years to figure out that this needs to be a priority for me to make like as one of my top priorities to make sure his heart is being hit every day, right? So, you know, it came to me to be like, yep, I just need a little cue, you know, my own little symbol that's in the bathroom that says something like, hey, what are, what are some ways that you have felt like connected with your husband this week, right? Or, you know, different things like that. And different other questions that just really helped me prompt in that direction. And then at the end, it's like, okay, now write him a letter. You know, the, the gateway is just to read the question. And then the letter is the habit. You know, write him a letter and that explains my admiration and gratitude and all of that kind of stuff and give it to him, right? And so that's kind of where I'm going with that. And I'm really excited for that habit to also be like supportive of, you know, specifics that I can lay out for goals between me and him together and for, you know, scheduling our goals together and scheduling our habits together and rituals and, and you know, finding our joint affirmations together that are going to keep our love like thriving, right? Kind of like that seed. It's like, it's not something to just be like, oh yeah, just play around and just like plant seeds here and there and maybe water randomly here and there and maybe it'll grow and it'll be fine either way. It's like, no, I actually don't feel that way about marriage. I actually feel like I want to know exactly where I can plant, exactly where it could be the most optimal and how much water will actually be the best. And you know, like I have a huge desire to be a lot more precise, a lot more accurate, and I don't want to put in all this energy of love into something that that I could have been preventative of. Um, you know, like putting love towards a direction that isn't even a target or a love language or even on his love map, right? And just following the world of, oh, well, you know, it says on Google, whatever, or Wikipedia, whatever, that like husbands enjoy this, right? You know, it's not like that. So I'm just really excited to just keep growing our love maps and like keep going in a direction that's just going to assist me in knowing how to be even more <clears throat> in alignment with what I'm getting. I can access inspiration for because he's my best friend. 